the UK Education Secretary fails on exams. Hello and welcome to the Mark and Pete Show. Well, teachers' estimated grades will be used to replace cancelled GCSEs and A-levels in England this summer. That is the now mandate from Education Secretary Gavin Wimbledon. Yes, now he's already made this uh, decision based on the fact that he will trust in teachers' decision making rather than the algorithms that were proposed in 2020. This is a U-turn. And in fact, many people have said this has now caused great confusion. In fact, Labour's shadow secretary, Kate Green, accused Mr. Williamson of chaos and confusion and said he had failed to listen to the expertise of professionals on the front line. She even went as far as to say she thought that he gave a cast iron commitment that exams would go ahead. Well, of course, obviously, that is the U-turn. But what about the pupils? What do they think? Well, they must be now completely disenchanted with the idea that they're no longer going to be able to take an exam. Are we now just setting up a, a whole generation to fail? So here's the point. They had great expectations, but now it seems that if in education, if at first you don't succeed with the recognition and all the regalia, Reset your expectations and proceed and start as a successful failure. Yes, clergyman Pete, I suggest that we've now got a generation of more failures, but also more importantly, we've got leaders who are acting as failures. What a great <laughs> testament to our education system. What say you about what's going on? Well, I, I, I think what's happening here is maybe... A serious comment here. Maybe, just maybe, the UK government is taking its education policy from Pink Floyd. Some people will get this. You know the song? We don't need no education. We don't need no thought control. Well, maybe that's appropriate. Maybe that's appropriate. But um, what what we're seeing here is a failure to govern. You know that, uh, that sort of meme that gets passed around? You had one job and you see people completely failing. And that's what's really happened here. We... We needed leadership, we needed planning, we needed thought given into different contingency plans. We had a whole government and a civil service structure, systems of people, different teams. There, that's all the that's all the work they've got to do. This sort of planning, contingency planning. If this situation happens, we change and do that. That's the that's what they could have been doing. That's what they should have been doing. Mm. They weren't doing it. They didn't do their homework on this one, if you'll forgive yes. the pun. Well, indeed. And so are we now really, as I suggested at the beginning, setting up a generation of failures? Because mm, essentially, yeah. many people now won't go through that training of being able to hone their skills and their education into what many people have gone through, which is an exam. Now, this is going to rely on uh, teachers to be able to understand all of their pupils very well in all forms. So essentially, it's their anticipation of what a particular uh, student would have done in an exam based upon what they've seen over a, presumably a given period of time. But what many experts have said, that doesn't work. So here's a point. Jeff Barton, 
Now, he is the leader of the ASCL Head Teachers Union and said that rather than uh, what Gavin um, Williamson has said, he claims that it's a vague statement of how A-levels and GCSEs would be graded. Ministers should already have a system in place, and it was a dereliction of duty that it had not already been prepared. So this idea that... um, you know, that there isn't really a clarity on on what will happen. He continued by saying he warned against repeating the shambles of last summer's cancelled exams. Yeah, absolutely. So let's take a step back. So in 2020, obviously, when we saw the the tremendous impact of COVID-19, People reacted. It was a decision that was made by government, including Gavin Williamson, that there would be no actual examinations. That's where a student would go into a particular classroom or a hall. Uh, they would have an, uh, an invigilation exam. Uh, they'd go there and they would actually be assessed by an independent examination body. What then happened was it was down to the initially an algorithm, which became a debacle because an algorithm can't determine what, of course, an outcome of a student would do on the day. Quite rightly, they had to put in a new measure, which was as a last gasp attempt. It was based around a teacher's decision. Now, this whole situation has come back on the plate of the teacher, which is at first going into this academic year, they were told that exams would be reinstated. Now they've just been presented with this case where actually it's going to be based upon their assessment. So there are a number of things here. What is the point of the education system? If you are a student and a teacher who have been training your curriculum around an exam, why would at the end of the actual academic year, does anyone possibly think that they're going to come up with any sensible conclusion? Both from the student's perspective, it would be deemed to be unfair, but also from the teacher's perspective, because the teacher can't really be sure what what that actual day of examination would bear. And I think that what we're seeing here is, it comes back to what we said before, a hollow certification. It doesn't mean anything anymore. And here's the other thing which worries me, and this is from a business perspective. Businesses are now going to see two academic years of graduates coming into industry with this, dare I say, opinion-based assessment of certifications and the demotivations of uh, a graduate, a set of graduates who are having to go into industry um, with with very little preparation. And I don't see that their their grades and their assessments are going to have the credibility of other people who are in the, already in the system. So I ask you also, clergyman Pete. Does this now bode well for the future in the sense is is this now the way it's always going to be, that we're now going to have to rely on teachers' assessments? Surely the whole system has to be reassessed. Well, yes, let me, let me just take uh, that. The, your first question there I can answer quite easily. You said, does this bode well for the future? But to which I would, I suppose, respond with a hollow laugh. No, I won't do that. But uh, you can just imagine it, gentle listener, because that's that's – the the way this has been handled doesn't bode well for the future because it shows the 
I suppose what we might call the endemic ineptitude of our government, that they Mm. just can't plan. And as I said earlier, that's their one job, you know, planning, coming up with policy, implementing it. What else are they meant to be doing? So what we have here is something that doesn't bode well for the future because we can see the government um, reacting at the last minute each time. But going forward, what does this change in the education system mean? Is it going to be a permanent change? Well, whether it's permanent or not for the system, uh, it's going to last a bit. You know, there's no, permanence is an odd idea. I mean, it's not going to be uh, things change anyway. You know, if you talk about 20 years down the line, things would change anyway. But if you talk about for the people going through the education system, for the children, students going through it now, yeah, it's going to have a permanent effect on their career. And next year, can we see anything different happening? Well, maybe not, because it seems to be the same thing all the time, reacting to events that you knew were going to happen. Now, I, just uh, perhaps I could just say, Mark, what I think should happen then, what I think should have happened and what should happen. Now, uh, we on the Mark and Pete show have been going on about uh, the fact that uh, COVID-19 as a disease was seasonal. This was denied to start with, but yes, it does. It is seasonal. Others say, oh, no, there's a second wave of a pandemic. Well, you're playing with words to say that, really. I mean, technically, it's not a second wave. It's simply a seasonal increase that's going to happen every year from now on. It's not going away completely. It's gone away as a pandemic. as It's not going completely out of control, but it is putting pressure on the NHS, etc. Now, whether or not lockdowns work is another question. And uh, I, as you know, uh, gentlemen, if you follow what I've been saying, uh, I don't think they have any effect. Just looking at the data, they have little to no effect on the spread of the disease. But that's not. But if you, as a government, like our government does, believes that lockdown does work, how should you implement them with regards to schools? What should you do? Well, you should plan in advance. Everyone said whether they thought that it was a second wave or they thought it was just a seasonal increase. Everyone thought there'd be a huge increase in cases this winter. I thought it. The government thought it. All different scientists thought that it would happen. It has happened. So why lock down at the last minute? Why not have plans for what was going to happen with schools? Why not have contingency plans Why not just have contingency plans, for example, but actually have plans in place? Now, we've thought of a way of doing it such that even if we're in full lockdown, it can happen. And that's what should be happening now. You could say, look, we're planning planning the lockdown now. If if you're going to do lockdowns, I'm saying don't. But we're planning whatever measures they're going to take now for the winter of 2021. Let's go that far ahead. Let's plan the exams in the summer, the next year. Let's be planning the 2022 examination process. Now, yeah. what I'm saying is something that I don't see the current government doing, but that is what they should do. Well, again, I think this is all about um, planning. And yeah. <clears throat> it's not as though that COVID-19 suddenly sprung upon us, folks, um, in, it's been around uh, in the now. January 2021. It's been around for a good year now. Um, so here's what we think that could have happened. There are different approaches. Uh, we're going to tackle them. Um, the most obvious one would have been bearing in mind that it could have taken a little bit of time to orchestrate this, but there are plenty of schools, public buildings, establishments, and many venues that could have been um, requisitioned or assigned to orchestrate examinations. We know 
that there needs to be social distancing with the appropriate practices, but it didn't take anything away from the fact that having exams could still have been implemented. This reaction to try and lock down everybody, especially children, and here I'm going to argue that the government themselves are saying, well, actually, it doesn't affect children in the same way as it does adults. With careful orchestration, with the right policing, with the right policies in place, it would have been easy to have had adults in there um, to carefully control with the right um, you know, uh, um, PPE um, uh, all around uh, the examination rooms. I think it could have been done. Now, many people would still balk against that, and particularly in government. The other side is around the assessments. And this is around the what might be deemed as project work. But there are people who have argued um, that actually examinations could still have taken place um, from a remote perspective. Now, some people will say, of course, this is a problem because not everybody's got a laptop and or at least access to computer. I'm afraid this is true, and this is a, a big issue. We tackled this um, at the end of last year, yeah. that the government has failed to actually issue enough laptops in, in the appropriate place. But I still believe that there is um, uh, an option where you can assess people um, on uh, online. So you could do remote um, uh, examinations. Now, some people will say that's open to abuse. Anything's open to abuse. Sure, yeah. But I think my point is this, and I think Clergeman Pete highlighted it. What we've not seen from the government is not just plan B, but plan C, which is, look, it, you've got plenty of time to try and maintain the integrity of the examination curriculum. And that's the way that all our teachers and crucially our pupils have been trained to suddenly slam in this policy of saying, no, we're going for this lockdown, but more importantly, we're not going to examine you. Um, it, there's going to be a lot of dispute. As we saw last, this is the key, folks, <laughs> the clue, <laughs> the clue is, is in the question, what do we do? Which is, if you look what happened in 2020, the, there are too many anomalies in the way that teachers were forced to try and make a decision on where a student's grade would land. And that makes a big difference to what type of A-level, if you're going from uh, GCSEs to A-levels, or from A-levels, of course, going into higher education through to maybe universities. So what this does is it leaves um, a mess. It discredits the system. And I'm going to pose another point here, Clergyman Pete, and I think we sort of talked about this before we started the show. What is the real motivation here by the government? Because we've talked about education over the years. <clears throat> it seems that this isn't the first time that they seem to have neglected their duties. Yes. Are they really serious about educating British citizens? Because if they were, and let's put it this way, if in any kind of um, subject which is absolutely critical, dare I say in business terms, mission critical to the success of your venture in business or in, an, in a national term, you would put your best brains on it and you put your best focus and resources. We haven't done that in education. Yeah. Yeah. And I can only but suggest here that we definitely not got the best brains running it at this moment. <laughs> You can see well, where that's going. Well, and see, at the same time, we're not putting the best um, policies in place 
and we're certainly not putting the resources in in place. So are we really saying actually that we're, we're failing our students? Mm. And I think my yes. conclusion is we are, because I, I cannot see how we can recover from this. Um, it's going to take a lot of money and time to, to, to scrape up this mess. The chaos and confusion is an immediate result, but what is the long-term effect that this will have on our nation? So mm. what, what's your thoughts on well, that? Well, uh, talking about the failure of uh, government to really um, develop a, a proper education system. Mm. If you go back <clears throat> to the 70s, the Prime Minister James Callaghan, yes. uh, who wasn't Prime Minister for that long, and you may say that he didn't achieve that much, but one thing he did achieve was he set into process something that was to become our current national curriculum for schools. In fact, he wanted... He started the process of it with people going back to basics. And it just so happens that uh, as a result of of his work, <laughs> um, and when he started it, it took a long time to work through with the system. By the time that I uh, started teaching years ago, the national curriculum had just come into place. Yep. And um, it was a hodgepodge of new ideas, old ideas, uh, because it had become a political decision, what you were taught. Whereas the original concept of having a national curriculum was not just to make it nat national, was to try and make it uh, go back to basics. How do you learn? Why are we, learn why are we teaching in these particular uh, subject areas? They're just traditional. Why are we? How do we actually assess how people are doing and start from basics and come out with a, a, a proper thought out education system now <clears throat> i would say that there's the main problem with this and this may be unpopular i would say the main problem with this well actually there's two one is government's rubbish at this sort of thing i think we've just said that secondly yes. <laughs> i think we've established uh, secondly that, yeah. having <clears throat> having a national curriculum is not necessary the innovative nature of people all over the country it was sort of flattened by having to have a national uh, curriculum. Of course, independent schools are able to opt out of that, but uh, the majority of schools are under this pressure to conform to this national curriculum, which applies across the board. I think both are a mistake. I, I applauded the innovation of starting from scratch, coming up with new ways of teaching. I think it should be handed over to teachers and uh, uh, schools to develop. I don't think the government is any good at this and i think they should hand it back to the to the people i yep. think they should stop running schools yes well, that's long uh, that's long term <laughs> that's long term but i mean it, what should they do now well as i said i think if they're going to run them they should plan properly i mean that's a that's a separate issue but what going forward long term what would actually sort things out allow people uh, in local areas to run their own schools get, and uh, give them more freedom to develop the systems and how how they how they examine it i mean you don't have to all fit in with the same education uh, system you don't have to fit in with the same ex examination system you don't have to do that of course our pupils need to be able to decide which school they go to or whether their parents do that's an important feature of that you have to allow people to travel a bit to go to the school of their choice now these days, that would be easier, of course, especially if all the teaching is online. But uh, we're hoping against hope that that won't always be the case, at least not all year.
Well, yes, indeed. Now, we do know that the watchdog, Ofqual, um, is drawing up proposals for an alternative way of deciding results. Now, this is good because, you know, this is where I do believe independent bodies can add value. Now, in this particular case is how do we best try and get to the integrity of the qualifications that could be used for jobs and staying in school or university places? But I think that maybe we should turn it to our listeners. Now, listeners, what do you think about this situation? The government has said that due to the COVID-19 pandemic, um, it's going to enforce this lockdown. We're in that situation, of course. Therefore, it means that the decision has been made that uh, GCSEs and A-levels are not going to go ahead with the examinations. Are you riled by this? Are you a teacher? Maybe you might be one of our younger listeners. Maybe you're a pupil. We'd love to hear from you on this subject. What are your thoughts? What do you think should happen? And also, most importantly, what do you think should happen for that future generation? How should we cope with this? COVID-19 almost certainly is not going to go away. So what does this mean for education? Why not log on to markandpete.com and let us know your thoughts? Well, we hope that at least for those people who are in education, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a pupil, probably less so in government, but hopefully we will come to a satisfactory conclusion. Join us next time for more Topical Topics with Clergyman Pete and Businessman Mark. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.